I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member of MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. He's, he's rocking the beard, too. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I know I need to shave. It's uh, getting uh, kind of longer. It's getting Harden-esque. It is not Harden-esque. I wish I could grow it like yeah, that. Yeah, you haven't but... scored 30 points in any game. so <laughs> I haven't stolen the ball from Dirk You've either. probably talked for 30 minutes, though, for a, for a Lockdown Mavs podcast, though. I have talked for 30 minutes. <laughs> By yourself. <laughs> All right, so, Nick, do you like salad? I actually do. It's kind of funny you okay. say that because I had you gotta, two salads today. Actually, I had three salads today. Oh my gosh! Two of them you were gotta, side salads, so that it's kind of one salad. All right, so listen, we're, my wife and I are trying to eat healthier right now. Good luck. And we're like three weeks into it, and it's so hard uh, in Texas. There's just stuff everywhere. There's it, literally it is anywhere we lived in Texas. I lived in four different apartments in 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 Texas when I lived there, and I was always within. I could throw a rock at five different fast food places in all the different places I lived in Dallas. It's it is unbelievable, especially when I think the hardest thing about it is when you have super busy schedules. Yes, and like it's just it's so hard, but. Um, like it's I haven't hard. had, I haven't had bread, sugar, soft drink in like three weeks. And so we're like trying to eat healthier, but I'm trying, I want to, I really, really want to like salad. So my wife is like, Hey, I, let's go to Salada and mm-hmm. I'm, we're going to test some things out. <laughs> have so, you ever seen Parks and Rec the show? No, I've not. Love that show. It's like the, the next thing of the office. It's like the same kind of style, but for a, like a government about a parks and recreation department. And uh, there's this place called Sue's Salads, and they always crap on it all the time. <laughs> they always talk about it like it's the worst place in the world, and they run her out of town, and then they have this like moratorium for <laughs> Sue's Salads. <laughs> Didn't make it. Um, well, salad still doesn't make it in my heart. But we, so I went to Salada. Well, I sued Salads. That's true. <laughs> and uh, it was like she was my mom. She was like. He wants to try some things. I'm like, I can talk, you know, like, but, and so, your wife so, was saying this? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but they were super cool. They let me, they, I tried all these dresses. Like I'm, I want to like it so bad, but here's the thing. I think I went in too hard because oh, no. I, were you doing like I, kale and stuff? Yes. Well, I was, I had spinach and like, I just said that everything I liked, just put it in a salad, corn, raisins, chicken, um, like anything. I'm like, cool. Throw it in, throw it in, throw it in. You know what's and, real good instead of raisins is cranberries, like dried cranberries. That's, okay. that's the stuff in a salad. It weirded me out because I love strawberries, and they're like, hey, do you want strawberries? I'm like, no, I have like grilled chicken in here and corn. Why would I want strawberries with that? Uh, so I didn't do that. But anyway, what is your one piece of advice? What's your one piece of advice for salad? Dude, I love I love the dried cranberries. It makes every single salad. It's got a, it's a little bit of sweetness in it, and uh, so you get it in every bite. And it, you want you want your bite of salad to contain several different flavors my wife is also on this thing uh, it was on netflix and there's a cookbook called salt fat acid and heat and it's the idea that there's four different elements of cooking or four different elements of what makes something taste good i'm not really sure what sugar fits in under, under all of those but after watching the whole netflix thing uh salt fat acid and heat are 
are the four things that you want in a, in a good bite of salad. So if you get something heat, like, like the meat, if you get your chicken in there, you got your salt. So you either got like a, uh, you know, like a blue cheese crumble or just another kind of cheese in there. Or if you get, uh, you know, a certain dressing that can have some kind of uh, salt in it, you get your fat and, uh, the acid you can get from like the cranberries or, or something like that. So you want to try to get all those different flavors in there. Okay. Well, I had different flavors. It still sucked. So I'm just like, Hey, salad, <laughs> salad is for rabbits. That's yeah, rabbit it's also food. Just not for everybody. <laughs> and I'll, I think I would just rather eat uh, a grilled chicken breast and a bottle of water. Or you just, so just try to make a sandwich without the bread and with lettuce instead. Okay. Sure. All right, that's my uh, There's salad. There's yeah. something. That, that there there we go. We just talked 5 minutes on salads. No other locked on podcast is doing this. We're we're way we're light years ahead of all when you lose <laughs> when you lose to the Rockets um Five, you talk 16. about salad. Yeah, when you lose the second night of a back-to-back, which by the way, I haven't looked this up. Have the Mavericks won a, a second night of a back-to-back this year? Uh, probably not. Dirk played in <laughs> the second night of a back-to-back. That's a, was, that was surprising impressive the crowd gave him uh, a huge round of applause um we we had a great moment on twitter tonight we you just got pour one out today for whoever runs the rockets twitter okay <laughs> which by the way they've already haven't they already they've already been fired once right because of the horse gun thing oh yeah that's true oh my gosh so, so they're on the second person rockets, they just they're just good at picking social media people i guess so there's this play in the game in which dirk was posting up and uh this was after uh dirk just toasted james harden on the block and hit his pad and fade away in his face but gotta love on the on the other side dirk uh, was trying to do this move and you know dirk you know over 40 you know in his 21st season um not really moving very well he tries to do this uh move with his back to the basket and harden reaches in and steals the ball well, I guess the Rockets' Twitter uh, account had been waiting all year for a Harden defensive play. His whole career. And, uh, his whole career, like, waiting for a Harden <laughs> steal. got there. And they're like, oh, my gosh, round the, sound the alarm. It happened. Like, we, we, we have to uh, make a video of this. So they made a video of it and tweeted it out and did the, like, SpongeBob type of, like, font where it's, like, capital, lowercase, capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, who? <laughs> but he only plays offense. Uh, clearly indicating that, uh, hey, he plays defense too. And then, I, I mean, people were just lining up to roast them of this is the one play that you try to pick out <laughs> to try to prove that your guy plays defense when he strips a 40, like an over 40, 21 season, like Dirk Nowitzki. And, Yo, like, he could be your dad. Oh, my gosh. It's it it was unbelievable. They deserve <laughs> every bit of it. And then I was then I halfway one. I'm like, is this kind of like tongue in cheek kind of tweet? You know, like sometimes I'll tweet out some things of like Dwight Powell and not put anything with it, or like kind of say something and it's kind of like yeah. But if you commit to the uppercase lowercase, you know the the SpongeBob meme. If you com- if you commit to that, you're actually trying to make a point, right? That's true. That's true. So yeah, they're horrible. By the way, Mavericks have won one second night of a back-to-back game. It was January twenty-second against the Clippers. Oh, so that was the last. That was the only time they've done that this season. Barnes wow. poor went out for Barnes. He had twenty points. Jordan had sixteen boards in that game. So poor, poor went out for them. They're gone. And guys, Barnes's locker is just 
vacant in the locker room. Oh, nobody, says, nobody picked it up. Not even Justin Jackson. Okay, well, all right. Let's do the concert. Let's, uh, let's do a locker room update. Where is everyone, and uh, who took whose locker? All right. Well, we have some controversy going on right now. Is because anybody just, sharing a locker? Are the two-way just, guys sharing a locker? They actually have their own locker. Each one of them with their names above it. That's a okay. The two-way guys make sense. That that happened last year, but the, there, there's always the guys that are brought in for ten days. Once the ten days start happening, they just they start sharing. It's just really sad yes, to see but, like Ben but even, Bentil and Quinn Cook sharing locker. But even but even the two-way guys like they were interchanging last year with Jalen Jones and like we've had the same two-way oh, guys Collinsworth, all year, yeah, all year, and that's kind of impressive to be honest, but. Uh, so they have their own well, lockers with. Well, one just was named to the All G League uh, midseason team, and Daryl Macon, and the other one is for uh, <clears throat> personal reasons. So, remember that time we had uh, Jalil Cousins? Yes. Anyway. Oh my gosh, that was <laughs> wow. Boogies uh, got to plant brother. the seeds there. Where, where uh, happened to Jalil Cousins? I'm gonna Google uh, Jalil Cousins while you talk about this. He's in China. Um, is he really? Th- I don't know. They actually have their names above the lockers. The two way guys. So here's the thing. So they put Porzingis in DeAndre's locker over in the corner. That it helps spread out things because the media obviously gravitates towards Luca. Luca's on the opposite end. So it goes Porzingis. They move Dorian down, like kind of uh they move Dorian into Dennis's locker. So Ooh. it goes Porz- Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney Smith. Mm. then it's the blank vacant locker that just says Mavericks. It's Harrison's old locker. <sighs> no. Then it's Dirk's. Uh, that Did you put like move. a picture of him at UNC in the, in one of the, the cabinets and just close it up and hope nobody finds it. Maybe. Um, and then, cousins, by the way, plays for the Santa Cruz warriors, the uh, warriors G league team. Oh, of course. With his, his bro for the He's played 18. Uh, so then there's Dwight Powell. And then there's uh, Costas. Okay, where the controversy comes in is when the trade happened, they put Justin Jackson in Salah's locker. Oh. So now what happens with Salah coming back? Does he take? Does he regain his old locker right beside Luca? Because now Justin Jackson and Luca's beside each other. Especially they, with Justin Jackson playing more minutes than Salah did. Yeah. And do, and do they move Justin Jackson to where Harrison's locker is? But here's the thing. Normally they keep these, uh, like the vets kind of together. Yeah. That's why you had like Harrison and Dirk and JJ I mean, and Devin were always next to each other. So yeah. Yeah. And, and Wes, they were, uh, they're together on the other side uh, before. So now do they put Justin in between, like right beside Dirk? And you know, uh, like Tim Hardaway and Dorian, or do they put Salah over there? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm really curious on what they do. I would assume that they would put Salah back beside Luca, but we'll see. It's interesting. The locker room dynamics. It's always important. It's good to get a locker room update. Your locker room update brought to you by <laughs> brought to you by Blue Neon Lights and Scented Smells, <laughs> making you stay up all night in a casino. You can do the same thing in a locker room with a bunch of sweaty dudes. And super tall, <laughs> unnecessarily tall showers. <laughs> that is very true. We did this a while ago when we talked about the Mavs' new locker room and stuff, and I got to see it before I left. And uh, the showers are ridiculously tall. They're, they're nine feet tall. Yeah, they're crazy. Uh, man, we we haven't even talked about a lot. Like when the player walks into the locker room, it has facial recognition. And it, <laughs> I forgot it, about that. 
and and like you you can walk in and it'll say like hello dirt or when we did and, the when we did the walkthrough they had certain people's credentials in there and so like when Dwayne walked through it said welcome Dwayne Price <laughs> yeah and it'll pop up like Dirt's and Dirk's like stats and everything there's Alexa all throughout the like training room so you just say at any time Alexa play this and it plays um yeah it's the next I mean, step it, in it, Cuban just recording all the players to know exactly what they think about him. <laughs> I didn't say that. Sorry. Sorry. He's a loyal listener, Mark Cuban. So shout out to him. All right. Let's Mark. take a break. And then, uh, should we actually talk about this game? I guess. Let's talk about the game a little <laughs> bit. It was frustrating. Let's talk about it. All right, Isaac. So we mentioned at the top of the show, the Mavericks played the Rockets and they lost 104 to 120. The Rockets continue. They're, uh, just, They've been blowing through the league right now. Um, remember at the beginning of the season, we thought they were done. They were out of the playoffs. I think they were they were 14th in the West at one point, and we were just laughing in their faces, and now they've just flipped the switch, and they're second-best offense again. And James Harden has 30 points in how many games straight? 1,000? 30. 30? 30, 30, 30 games of 30-plus 30 points? Yes, tonight was 30. Uh, it was funny because <laughs> – Eddie Sefko is on Fox Sports Southwest after the game. What's and, funny about that, Isaac? And no, I'm I'm getting to it. Nick. Oh, okay, stop, so stop, much- <laughs> stop. And uh, they asked him about the Harden thing, and <laughs> and uh, he's and like I'm like Eddie, bro, don't he's he didn't hold back. He said, "Well, I think the 30 game streak's kind of bogus, if you ask me, uh, because." Uh, some of these games, he was really hunting it out. And I'm like, oh, dang, Eddie's going all in on Harden right now. Uh, no credit to the 30-game, 30 uh, 30-point 30 streak. Like a true Mavs fan would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, hey, Mavs.com, Eddie. And, uh, but James Harden, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a talk towards the end of the game because he had 23 points with, like, a few minutes left in the fourth. And then he gets a, a crap call with Luca that should have been a charge. And then he hits a couple threes. And of course he gets 30. And then he's walking around smiling with his beard and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, you got It'd be weird if he was smiling without his beard. That would, yeah, yeah, that'd be true. How would he even do that? Arizona State Harden. But he, he played 35 and a half minutes. I mean, that's, that's a decent amount of minutes for him. He's leading the league. So uh, that's less minutes than he normally plays. But. That's still, I mean, decent amount of minutes for a game. It seemed like it was kind of a blowout. Because, well, yeah, they it was kind of weird because they would go up and by a, a lot, and then Dallas would come back and cut it to like 9 or 10. And it's like it, it's like Dallas would never fully go away, so Houston kept on bringing their guys in. And to be honest, when a team has Luka Doncic or a player like him, then you, you still you got to respect that. And, I mean, Luka tonight was – he had almost a, another triple double. He had twenty one points, ten, 10 rebounds, yeah. and eight and eight assists on the night. And I mean, you've seen we've seen the runs that Luca can go on, and them of all people uh, remember an eleven zero run that Luca went on against them earlier in the season in Dallas. So yeah, they I mean they left their guys in there, but rightfully so. I would have too if I was him. Yeah, and just the night before, Luca went on a you know Luca and the Mavericks went on a you know twenty twenty one to five run to to beat the Blazers. They were down 15 at one point. And uh, so, you know, no lead is, is safe when you have a guy like Luca. And that's kind of true with the, if you're still on this whole tanking rift, if you're still on that, if you're still on that the Mavericks should tank, they, they can't. It's impossible. They'd have to literally shut down Luca because he can just pull these games out of his butt. <laughs> just, that's 
what he do, what he does. And so uh, even a game like this, he could if he hits a couple more threes here and there. If he gets a couple more baskets, then all of a sudden you're kind of back in the game. But yeah, because um, I mean, it was that it's that perfect world in which hey, like I mean, you were in middle of the fourth quarter. And Harden only had 23, and you say only, but like, I mean, it could be a lot worse than that. I mean, we've he's had over 40 multiple times, so yeah. I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith played a heck of a defense on on Harden for the most part. It, it's cool seeing. This is what I appreciate about the the Rockets Mavericks matchups this year. And you saw him after the game, Luca and Harden embrace. I tweeted out a give of it, and uh, they hugged. They hit each other in the chest. They were sitting there, kind of chatting and laughing. And uh, I don't watch a ton. You know, I'm not watching Rockets game every other night. But I, I feel like Harden doesn't do that very often uh, with players. I feel like I hardly ever see him like really chatting it up with players like some of these other guys do. But it was almost like a, hey, mutual respect. Hey, we, we kind of have similar type games. And Tim McMahon even tweeted after the game that he uh, he talked to Luca uh, after the game in Houston. He, he says Luca studied Harden's game. This is a quote from Luca, especially the drawing fouls and the step back. <laughs> I watch a lot of his film for sure. And McMahon adds, a lot of basketball people consider Harden the best comp for Doncic. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're the step-back kings, right? I mean, nobody does the step-back better in the league than those two guys right there. They've literally had the most step-backs in the league, and Harden by far, like over over 150, I think, step-backs. And Luka was – the last time that I saw this stat, it was he was at 29. So he's probably at 30-something. And then I think after that, it was, you know, Steph Curry was in there and somebody else. Uh, LeBron was in there, um, you know, <laughs> guys down there. But – um, yeah, Luca and, and James Harden are one, two and most step backs Harden far and away has more because he just does it every single possession. <laughs> and Luca, like. Luca, and like one of the first possessions of the game, the first quarter, he had that, uh, he kind of got Harden ISOed out and he did a, a classic Harden Luca step back on Harden in his face, drained it from three and, and uh, Luca started off strong on a second night of back to back. I was anxious to see how he played. And he started off strong in that play in particular. You're like, oh, he could be feeling it. This could be nasty. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was the Rockets are rolling right now. We mentioned the Rockets. Um, what do we think about the Rocket? This Rockets team going into the playoffs. Let's. We're gonna try to do this for some of these playoff teams, these West playoff teams that were were uh, faced. The Mavericks are facing over this next stretch of games, uh, especially if they're kind of games like this where there's not a ton to talk about. What do we think about this team going into the playoffs? How they're how they're constructed? You have you know eventually you're going to get Capella back, and so when you get Capella back, you put Farid on the bench. Farid at seventeen and eight, he's been pretty good for for them. He's been kind of the the thing that they needed, just like an energy big that can set screens and get boards and be available for dunks and stuff. Uh, I feel see like- that that. And that's your type of argument. Okay, not that Fareed would fit perfectly next to Porzingis, but that's your type of argument of sometimes of saying, "Hey, that's the type of role that you would want you want a, a, your center to play." And sometimes you can find these guys for super cheap. And they went out and got this, for, you know, Fareed that they for just nothing. it was it was kind of like a Tyson Chandler situation. Like, hey, will y'all buy him out so we can sign him? Uh, um, kind of like you know with Tyson and the Lakers and. They bring Farid in for cheap because he just fit that type of role 
And look, I mean, he's excelling at it because that's his role. And it's super nice that Nene is like his uncle or his dad or whatever. <laughs> they look the same, like with their hair and just the way that they play just kind of seems like. I w- and, and, you know, I was talking to somebody a while back. This is probably about a month ago, um, somebody with the Mavs and all this stuff. And we were talking about Dwight Powell. And we we're talking about if Dwight, if Dwight was uh, made less money and was on it like a contending team like the Warriors or the Rockets or one of these teams playing center. Like he would he would be doing what Fareed's doing for the most part, you know? Like if he was on one of those teams just being asked to be a a, a rim rolling guy, catching lobs, rebounding, hustle, don't don't ever shoot the ball outside of like 3 feet uh, and like just just shoot be from, that I type. Heard, he, he, all he heard you say just now was shoot and three. That's all he said. That's all he heard <laughs> you say. He blocked everything else out of that. But like, could you not see if you flop Dwight, flip flop Dwight Powell and Fareed that Dwight could be doing everything that Fareed's doing right now for the most part? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Cause, yeah. So like, cause Fareed doesn't really defend the rim. Neither does Dwight. Fareed doesn't really take jump shots. Dwight shouldn't and does take threes. But Fareed actually does take some threes. I don't know if he took any. In this game, no, he didn't. But he he'll take one every once in a while. Yeah, so like that. That's a. But as far as where where Houston could go in the playoffs, man, it it's gonna be interesting because they just ride and die on on James Harden. And you know, my my dad told me uh, we were talking about Harden and the fact that the Rockets shot sixty three pointers tonight. Yeah, um, good but uh, we we're talking about Harden, and he's like, man, he's such a ball hog. I used to think Allen Iverson and Kobe. <laughs> Kobe were ball hogs, but uh, Hardness. And then I'm like, I tried to tell my dad, I'm like, they don't really have a choice because I mean, yeah. I know they got Chris Paul back, but like, I said, and if it's it's one of those things where if your teammates are bought in, which they seem like they they have, and to him like just running the show and it's working, I guess, then uh, oh why why go away from it? But <clears throat> you can't count them out. I mean, I think definitely if you're them, you would. I mean, everybody would would rather play the Blazers than any of those. You know the Warriors, Nuggets, or Thunder in the first round. Oh, definitely, yeah. And the, that's where the Rockets are right now. They'd be uh, playing that four-five matchup with the Blazers. Uh, the Rockets also they rely so much on James Harden, but and James Harden ISOs a ton, but it doesn't seem to have like seeped into all these other guys. And maybe it's just the way that they are and the way that Daryl Morey has made this team. But it's not like the Maver or the the Mavericks. The Ro- it's not like the Rockets have this disease of ISO ball where everybody's trying to get their own shot and everybody's just trying to ISO. They they move the other guys move the ball. They move the ball a lot when yeah. when James Harden, you know, isn't, you know, pounding the rock or just dive. So it's kind of like, okay, James can do this, but everyone else, we got to move the ball. Austin Rivers, I'm I'm surprised jo- him joining the team. He's been moving the ball and uh uh we'll see about like guys like Iman Shumpert and him just joining the team. I like the Shumpert edition. Green. Gerald Green does a little bit. Eric Gordon will, you know, he'll ISO a little bit here and there. But those guys, for the most part, move the ball. And they've they've pieced together here and there some guys. Once they get Capella back, I feel like that's a that's a solid team. That's hard for anybody to face going into the playoffs. And they're um, they're a team that's interested in Markeith Morris. And that I mean, yeah. they're they they have a roster spot open. They can get another wing That'd or nice. whoever it is. So because they're playing yeah. that guy Hartenstein, <laughs> they were playing Gary Clark a lot. At the beginning of the season, and um, yeah, it's kind of that this, backup big spot is kind of rough for them. And this is what we've talked about before: how Houston has built their team around Harden. That's what Dallas uh, should be looking at of how to build around Luca and putting these guys like the PJ Tuckers, the Trevor Reeses, the Eric Gordons, Capella. these yeah, the Capella. Like you put these guys uh, around Luca, and obviously they don't have a Porzingis, but 
Um, he's the he's the ultimate unicorn. But yeah, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's let's talk about those pieces around Luca and see if the Mavericks have any right now, and uh, what kind of pieces they could add maybe in the future. Looking at this Rockets team, so you look at you know you say an Eric Gordon and a PJ Tucker and guys like that around. You know, you have a Chris Paul, obviously, around James Harden, and it's a successful team. They won, you know, sixty plus games last year. Do we think that eventually Tim Hardaway Jr. could be like an Eric Gordon for them? Yeah, it's good. You yeah, know? I mean, I think I think that's the that's the hope. I mean, with every loss that takes place right now, obviously playoff chances are taking a big hit because yeah, huge. Um, yeah, because the later you get in the season, the the bigger these. Hey, oh, they're only four games back or three games back. That's huge. The later you get in the season, so. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's a matter of and it's crazy when we look back on this. If you've been listening to the pods for a while, uh, you're like, oh my gosh, this all kind of makes sense now. Of when I used to preach this, hey, your 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 main goal should change. I say in how like, hey, your main goal before was making the playoffs. And back when we had Dennis and everything, I said, eventually you might see this main goal change this year to do whatever it takes to find the next star around uh, alongside Luca. Yeah. And we brought up Carl Anthony Towns and how and Anthony Davis. So what happened now? And some of these teams that have a young superstar, but they never went all in and they never took a huge risk. They never any of that to find the second star alongside of them. Yeah, and so like. That's where, and we're like, hey, if if the playoffs become a thing that might not happen, you could see Dallas. Will Dallas change their goal of saying, all right, this has to build around Luca now, ASAP, and we got to find the second star. Obviously, they blew up their team. They went full Armageddon on it and said, hey, we're gonna uh, ship out everybody and four all four starters around. Uh, it's around like Luka. they did exactly what you just said, but they also did the opposite of what you said too. They, they went out to try and get that star, but not to make the playoffs this year. It's to make it next year for the next 10 years. And they, they made the big trade to get the, the next guy. And so instead of leveraging the future, they leveraged the present <laughs> and yeah. got more in the future, which is kind of crazy. It was kind of a win win, except for the present doesn't win. <laughs> the next, next year is where the, the, the win win comes into play. Yeah, and, and you kind of go to smaller goals of, okay, you swung for the fences, you sacrificed the present now, but you got your second star. Now you got to find the pieces around them and yeah. how the other pieces can fit. And, and the Mavericks the, have been doing this for years. They have, they've had guys come in and out. We've had guys like, like Seth Curry and Yogi and Harrison Barnes, I think was a guy like that. And they, they've been bringing in these guys and guys that have been undrafted that we'll talk about. And they're good at finding guys like this. Yeah, and that that's the thing of you know you hear people make the joke of okay, well, who cares about if Dallas has draft picks? They never develop the draft picks and blah blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Okay, well, Maxi and Dorian might not be official draft picks, <laughs> um, yeah. but that um, you have to tip your cap to the player development guys uh, with the Mavericks for those guys, uh, whether they're draft picks or not. It's like sometimes you only want to give player development credit or teams you know developing like second rounders and like okay. Dorian was literally undrafted, started like 60. It was like a crazy game, like 60 games his yeah. first year. And, I mean, look, he's still on the team. And th this is where this conversation is stemming from because I, we we wanted to talk about Dorian. His defense on Harden, his defense all year, he, he's, he's become more confident in his offensive game. 
Like he is proving that he is a long-term piece and not only a long-term piece, but he is proving I've seen, I've seen other and I've heard other media people uh, that are traveling into Dallas that are covering the team all the time. They compare him to the likes of Trevor Ariza and some of these guys and saying, man, this could be a future three and D lockdown guy. And you just hope that he's not going to get massive money this summer. And from some team that's going to have a ton of money saying, and we're talking about mass massive to us. is like 15 million a year. You know, that would be a a huge deal that that, like a Trevor Reza got this summer with the Suns. He he gets a deal like that. Now, obviously he's a veteran. He's been in the finals. He's been, you know, on really good playoff teams. He's been around, but you know, if, if Dorian could, if he could get a deal like that, that's where you start saying, okay, well, he's kind of priced himself out of Dallas. Uh, because you have to give Barzingis this big deal. They want to go chase, you know, bigger dreams out this summer with the cap space. And all of a sudden, if you're having to pay, you know, Dorian and Maxi combined 30 million a year, you're looking at like, you know, that's your team right there. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's not going to do it. So that's something definitely that you're going to be watching. But uh, Dorian could be like the PJ Tucker, right? He could play that role. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, whatever, you don't have to define him. The defining positions now is, is taking a backseat to everything. Yeah. Like it's not at all. Is he a two guard alongside Luke or is he three? No, he's yeah. going to be a wing alongside Luke. Yeah. PJ so. Tucker's a six, four power forward. So try to figure that out. Yeah. So like when you think about like, what can they do to upgrade the roster? As far as I'm concerned, going into next season, I think the only guaranteed starters, in my opinion, what they should be, uh, should be obviously Luca and Porzingis. And man, the way it's looking right now, I would just, I would throw Dorian in there, and say, all right, like th- this is going to be your now. What what you want him to be able to turn into is to be able you in an ideal world, you would love for him to be able to guard the smaller uh, guards. Now, there's probably a world like could man. Picture Dorian on one side of Luca and somebody like a Malcolm Brogdon on the other. Or a Beverly. That can, yeah, or a Beverly type or something like that. And, man, you get you get like a defensive guard, and then you have Dorian to take on the Durant matchups of the world. And that's the – but, like, Dorian, the Dorian types are, are what teams are just searching for all across the all league. The time. And so – the fact that he's homegrown here in Dallas and hopefully they can keep him and stuff. But that is one of the big things. If we're going to say, Hey, one of the five big things from this season, besides the trades and all this stuff, it's been the development of Dorian Finney Smith and him proving that he's not only going to stick around, but he could be a huge um, piece of this team moving forward. And the Mavericks didn't move a ton of players. I mean, we, we mentioned the players that they moved were all you know starters, but I think it's telling that that Dorian hasn't been moved in one of these deals, uh, that he hasn't just been you know thrown in with one of these deals or sent with his buddy Dennis to to New York or anything like that. The Mavericks have, have kept him and now started him and put him into the starting lineup. And um, the the Rockets also are a team that has been looking for guys like Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, yeah. They tried with James Ennis. They're trying again with Shumpert. They're they've tried with you know like PJ Tucker kind of. Uh, they had Ariza, they had uh, Luke Mbamute, and they got rid of those guys. And then now they're trying to replace them with all these different these different wings, and uh, it's just not working for them. But yeah, and you, well, I was gonna say you don't know in some of these the past couple of trades if those teams were really wanting him. I mean, what if New York is saying in that deal, "Hey, we'll give you Nilakina if you give us Finney Smith." Yeah, you never and, know. And, like you don't know that. And if Dallas is like, man, no, we we love Dorian and we think he could be a, a awesome piece alongside Luca. We don't know if the Kings are like, "Hey, we'll give you Harry Giles in the deal also if you throw Finney Smith." And well, I'm like, I might have no. done that. 
Uh, but no, if Dow, but if Dallas set Max in, we believe you know teams would love to have their hands on Dorian and Maxi. You know that there are teams asking for those guys, but Dallas wants them, and we'll see. Um, we'll see if they can retain them. We'll see. It, there's a whole order of events that can that will happen this summer, and, and we're going to talk about that. We have plenty of pods to talk about that, all that. But yeah, there we're going to need them to play ball a little bit with us if we want to achieve everything we want to achieve. Because something that'd be very difficult is a, a Dorian or Maxi going out at twelve oh one and signing a a menu type of contract with somebody and they're, that, they're both restricted by the way. So they're going to sign yes. offer. They're going to sign offer sheets. So they, they'll go to other teams. They'll sign the offer sheet saying, Hey, we'll give you this amount of money. You know, four years, 40 or whatever they decide to give them. And yeah. then they have three days. The Mavericks will have three days to match that deal. And so if they say, Hey, the Mavericks are like, Hey, we want to sign. We want to match that deal. Four years, 40, boom, done. They're signed. That's it. You know? And that, and that's, that's the thing. It gets a tricky. If they, if let's say Dorian goes out 1201 signs with somebody, it puts that immediate three-day timeline to where you, you, in order to bring them back, you would want to go over the cap after you use the cap to sign somebody else. So it puts that three days on it of like, oh, you got to pretty much wrap up your business with the rest of the free agents yeah. in that three-day span so you can bring Dorian on, on back on top of that. So, uh, And we've seen per- other teams screw with other teams. Uh, the Portland yeah. Trailblazers did this with the Thunder, and they signed Ennis Cantor to this massive offer sheet. I think it was a max deal back then. You know, this is what 2015, 16, something like that. They signed Ennis Kander this huge deal, and he's still getting paid it. You know, eighteen, nineteen million dollars a year, uh, which at the time was his max because he was you know under six years played in the NBA. So, uh, and the, well, the this, the perfect example, the perfect example is is Chandler Parsons, Chris Bosh, and Houston, and. Houston had Chandler Parsons. They wanted to bring him back and was going to pay him big time money, but they were very confident they were going to get Chris, Chris Bosh. And they were waiting on Bosh decision to leave Miami and all that stuff. Dallas goes out, woos Parsons, signs him to that three year deal. It puts the, you know, puts the time frame on Houston saying, Oh my gosh, we have three days to match this. But at the same time, they're saying, We we want Bosch. Well, Bosch wouldn't commit in that three day span. So they had to make a decision. Do we bring back, do we match the offer sheet, bring back Parsons and punt the opportunity at Chris Bosch? Or do we bring, or do we just like try to convince Bosch? Or do we, you know, just roll the dice and let Parsons stay in Dallas mm-hmm. and we, you know, still go for Chris Bosch? They obviously rolled the dice and missed out on both of them. Oh, and, and, and the biggest tragedy of all that is that nobody got Chris Bosch. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's true. I mean, he got his uh, money from Miami. But um, so anyway, yeah, that's a. We'll talk about that a lot, Maxi and Dorian. But they're they're great, they're good young players that the player development guys with the Mavericks have did wonders with, and I'm excited. And uh, hopefully they're in a Mavericks jersey moving forward. If those guys, if, those, if we're, Dorian and Maxi are going to be linked because they're both free agents this summer, they're both restricted. They're both these three and D sort of role players. If those guys can hit consistent jump shots, I mean, those are the players that you want to put around. Luca and Porzingis as, you know, like a championship caliber, like role players, like these guys that we see in the finals, Iguodala is obviously a, an, you know, an overqualified role player, but like a Sean Livingston or, you know, guys like this, these role players that these te- the teams start putting around all the these other players, um, these star players. Ariza has been a guy like that for the Lakers and others. Yeah. Courtney, because- Courtney Lee was a guy like that. Courtney Lee was a guy like that in Orlando with, with Dwight Howard. He was a guy that started at two and, 
you know, was a three and D kind of guy. And, you know, you just have to sometimes put these role players around these guys. And I think those, I think Maxi and Doran can be, you know, those, those kind of championship caliber role players. Because if you want to do a, a, you know, a small glimpse of what next year's rotation roster could look like, you're looking at kind of like a top seven. Let's just, let's just pencil in some type of free agent, whether it's a big name on the wing or a point guard. Let's just say Drog, let's, let's say Drogic because we've talked about him a lot and think that Dallas could really go after him. Let's say they bring Drogic in and it's Drogic, Luca, Porzingis, and then who's the other two starters? Okay, they could roll out if they want, you know, let's say they do your six-man thing with Tim Hardaway. Let's say, hey, we're going to put him in the Jamal Crawford type role off the bench. And then they roll out Finney Smith and Maxie, you know, with those guys. So then Maxie plays this this big man game with Porzingis. Finney Smith's your defensive guy. And then you have Dragic and Luka. What if they're like, no, we want Tim Hardaway on the wing. What if they want Tim Hardaway and Finney Smith? They put Finney Smith at the four uh, or Tim Hardaway with Maxie at the four. You know, there's and then uh, then you still have one of those guys off the bench with Brunson. uh, And then, you know, JJ's coming back. JJ's coming back. And, you know, if they add any other more pieces, if Dwight's still here after he opts in. And so, yeah, I mean, Jackson will still be there. Yeah, that's that's you know kind of a glimpse into there if they go swinging for like you know a, a bigger uh, type of free agent. So it's definitely not the defensive point guard that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> not a defensive point guard. No, 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 no. But uh, yeah, connections with Luca and all that stuff. But do you want to have a quick uh, thing on on Rich Paul, or do we have time? No, can we do it tomorrow? Since we're uh, since tomorrow we're talking about Durant. Oh, you just teased it, didn't you? Tomorrow we're talking about Durant. Tomorrow's pods all going to be dedicated to. Uh, I only tease stuff this big for the, the the listeners that make it all the way to the end. Yeah, and sorry OGs. for the people that have thirty minute drives to to work. We've we've gotten those tweets before where they say, uh, "I have a thirty minute drive to work and I can't listen to all of Lockdown Maps because you guys constantly go over your time limit." And uh, most people like over, but there's very very select few that would. I was like gonna us. say, <laughs> those guys are in the minority because there's much. a lot of people. It's like. Um, use choice words and say, make these pods longer. And by the way, I mentioned about Spotify downloads a while ago, and some of you were very concerned about it. So I wanted to let you know that we discovered something with Spotify, and now those downloads are being counted for us. And that's one reason why our numbers have gone through the roof over the trade deadline. It kind of came as this perfect storm where all of a sudden we were getting these these Spotify download numbers and all the influx of people interested in the trade deadline and the Porzingis trade all at once. And so our numbers, like the numbers we were getting over the trade deadline were just insane. I mean, four, four to- three or four times what our normal weekly numbers were. And so it was just wild. So uh, anybody that was curious about that and all you listeners on Spotify, um, it counts. So thank you. We appreciate your listenership. Spotify yeah. second, <laughs> second most used um, platform for listening to this podcast. Number one, obviously, is is Apple Podcast. Second is Spotify. And some of y'all listen on your Apple Watch, and I don't, I don't know how you do that. But um, I want I want to <laughs> give two two shout outs. One, uh, there's a, a a listener on Twitter uh, at most slept on. He's been an OG listener for a long time. Uh, man, he reached out a few days ago. Bro is in Indiana, ran across a 12 months like Ravens outfit uh, for for a, a little boy, Aww. bought the bought the outfit, DM'd me and said, hey, man, I got this outfit. I know you're a big Ravens fan. I, I got it for you, little boy. I'm going to send me your address. I'm going to ship it to you. 
So, uh, man, <laughs> he's, he's, he's shipping it to me and I'm like, bro, and it's so cool. And, uh, we're super hyped about that. Um, shout so yeah, out. yeah, he's shout not getting out. slept on anymore. We appreciate no, him. You're not the most slept on bro. Uh, but anyway, uh, that was really cool. And second, after the game, uh, the other night on Sunday, uh, my wife and I, my wife and mother-in-law and my little boy, we took a, a picture at mid-court. Your mother-in-law, the-, the professional NBA scout, by the way, that knows what yes. an all-star is and she sees one. Yes. Zero is good. Block him. <laughs> and, um, 77 is better. But <laughs> so after we took the picture at mid-court, there's, a, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, a f- few people here and there, they're still kind of, uh, moseying out of the lower bowl and stuff. I'm carrying my kid. Uh, I'm carrying my son uh, across the court and all of a sudden from the like up where you come out of uh, like the concessions to go down the Laura bowl, I hear this echo and I hear this Isaac and I'm like, what? Like, you know, my, not everybody has my name. So I like, yeah. I turn around, I look up there and I'm thinking it's somebody like a, a friend or somebody I know here in Dallas. And I, I see this guy and he has a girl with him and he goes, locked on Mavs. And I'm like, let's go. And I give him like a fist bump. <laughs> and, yes. uh, and, and it's so cool. It's always one of my favorite things when, uh, when, when listeners, uh, holler at me and reach out to me at games and it's say so they listen great. to the pod. Uh, it's happened a ton this year and I love it every time. And I want to come talk to y'all every time, but, uh, yeah, always reach out. If you ever reach out to me at a game, reach out to me on Twitter. I'll follow you at list DM talk or whatever. So that was, that was really cool. The best ever was the one that happened to me in Las Vegas at summer league. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> that was wild. That was not this past year, but the year before too. So we weren't even, we weren't even super popular then. It was not that we're Gosh. super popular now. But. No, but I mean, we're, we're, fair, we're definitely bigger, definitely, <laughs> definitely bigger podcast now than what we were back oh, then. Oh, for sure. And uh, we appreciate all you guys for, for be- helping us become that and growing the show and listening. And uh, we just appreciate everyone, everyone, everyone that sends things, everyone that says things. We appreciate you guys. Heck yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about KD tomorrow Ooh. and everything. Wait, wait, wait. Just, we're just going to talk about him and break down his game. Like, are we going to talk about basketball? No, we're going to talk about Kevin Durant, Dallas Maverick. Possibly. No, grow up, Isaac. Grow up. Let's talk about basketball. <laughs> no, you don't even care about that. Grow up, Isaac. You don't even care about it. You didn't even talk to me for that. For that story. Did you? No. Grow up. We're uh, talking about Durant, no. Durant as a Maverick, potentially. Uh, yes. I mean, are the... Is it is a likelihood strong? No, but uh, third mo- some- third best odds via Vegas. Okay, we'll talk about this tomorrow, guys. Thanks so yeah. much for listening to Locked On Maps. Hey, peace out. Boom. Salad sucks.